Hello. Welcome to Occasionally Posh, where we enjoy life, laughs, and shenanigans. I am your girl, Big Booty Judy, a.k.a. Chessie B. And I'm so shy and I'm so done with Mary's face right now, but welcome. Somebody's at the door, girl, run to the door real quick. Uh-uh. All righty. Thank y'all for tuning in so far. Please say hello. Please comment, share, join in on these wonderful topics, etc., etc. While we wait on Chastity B to come back, Mary, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. I am friend of the show. Um, <laughs> been here numerous times. My name is Mary J. I am a licensed therapist in the state of North Carolina, AKA the lady. I'm not about to read out all of those extra credentials. Y'all know who I am. A pleasure to be here as always. And Chastity was supposed to do my air horns. Am I back? Pew, 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 pew. I, you late though, you late. <laughs> My, but the internet, so I ain't got nothing. But, but welcome, Mary. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I need to say thank a prayer for, for this me. spectrum. Let us pray. Now let me stop. Mm. All right, thank you, thank you for tuning in. We always start with a foreplay, and Chassie is first. So let's talk shit about yourself. <laughs> what is a negative trait of yours or characteristic of yours that you know? probably gets on other people's nerves. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Mary, Mary look like she ready. Oh, I was admiring my nails. Um, My toxic trait is I'm a smart ass. I'm a smart ass mm. and I, um, I disconnect like when not even that I don't care about something, but like when, well, it is when I don't care about something, like I'm really, I'm really quick to disengage, like from anything. It's, I'll just give you a, I don't care attitude and people don't know what to do with that. So that's it. I'm going to ask. But I'm a work <laughs> in progress. Therapy. <laughs> I know that's right. Therapy What's your key. sunshine? Um, so when I am about to get upset during an argument, I laugh and it drives people up the wall. Like, it's one of them, like, it's one of them, like, you don't get out of my face. sound like somebody about to cut you. Now I got to cut you. Dude, but I do. I chuckle and it drives my husband crazy. He like, ain't nothing I'm saying funny right now. And I'm like, I'm not laughing at what you're saying. They're saying it's funny. I'm just laughing because I got to. Because not. Because <laughs> if I don't laugh, I'm going to kill you. So. Right. That part. <laughs> what about you, Chesapeake? So mine is I am a very emotional person. When I love, I love hard. But when I am upset or not in love with you anymore, I'm, I'm emotional to I can love you or I'm emotional to where I can hate you and show you that I hate you. Mm. And it, it, it's, it's one extreme to the other. Mm. It's really no middle ground. 
I don't know how to get to that middle ground. I go from to <laughs> all right, crazy. Showing a little crazy right there, but all right. <laughs> Crazy little change, little crazy change. Oh man, so um Vicky said hello. Hello, Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Um, and uh and the first uh foreplay was what is a negative trait of yours that you know probably gets on people's nerves? So y'all comment and tell, tell you know talk, talk talk junk about yourself as Chassis B said. And I know I'm still freezing. Yeah. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can oh, hear. <laughs> it's fine. It's it always bad it here lately. start, but then by the middle, it's fine. It's crazy. Right, we'll figure it out. Right, right. <laughs> All right, mine is you know since we got this good topic tonight. Mine is name a piece of bad advice you have given your kids. <laughs> I can go first. <laughs> good <laughs> words should not bother you and that is not true because words do indeed mm. bother you yeah <laughs> that's yeah. good that's good in what instance not like a whole story of course but what in what instance what was happening for you to say that um somebody had uh, had called one of the boys a uh, name up uh, this was the name y'all which was so stupid <laughs> Uh, a Fiji water. I said, first of all, <laughs> Fiji water is expensive, so that's good. At least they didn't call you great value. So, <laughs> but I was like, are you water? <laughs> no, she didn't pull up the Fiji bottle. <laughs> Literally have it right here beside me. But go ahead. But I was like, <laughs> Fiji is not something bad, but I was like, are you a bottle of water? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, I don't understand why you why you are allowing that to hurt you. And I was like, words do not hurt people. And then even as I was saying it, I was like, but words do hurt people. Yeah. But still, you're not a Fiji bottle, water bottle. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's very funny. What about you, Mary? I give my kids bad advice all the time. Um <laughs> <laughs> guess it would depend on which kid I'm always telling AJ to cuss somebody out because he's so passive um, Malachi um, don't get caught um, <laughs> do with that what you will same thing for ah. my other son don't get caught so you know I'm not going to say anything on here to incriminate me or them but don't get caught <laughs> yeah don't be stupid so that's it <laughs> I, understand. I, I think, I think I fought. I think I'm. I fought. Where I, I don't know if I give. I mean, everybody gives bad advice. So I'm not gonna say I don't send you bad advice. But my problem with my kids is when, well, my oldest relative, because my youngest ain't old enough to know no better. Whenever something is going on in his life, and it, and it's, uh, and it's awkward for me. I just shun him away and say, I'm going to talk about it later. And then we don't ever talk about it. <laughs> so you don't give no advice. <laughs> I ain't giving none. None like, I mean, because growing up, I mean, I love my parents to death. Don't get me wrong. But we didn't have a lot of sit down, serious conversations in our household. Like, just being real. Like, mm -hmm. back in the day, they were like, just do what I say, not as I do. I'm grown. You just do what I say. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
It was never a culture of, you know, we just sat down and had deep conversations. I mean, I ain't saying it never happened, but it wasn't nothing that happened on the regular. So I think I just don't know how to do it, (laughs) if that makes sense. (laughs) I get it. I feel like even in my household, even though I feel like mama was pretty lenient. She wasn't like a, a very hardcore parent. She was easy to talk to. But I mean, just as kids, you just don't feel comfortable talking to your parents anyway, for the most part. Some mm-hmm. people do. Biscuit does. Um, <laughs> it's a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's just hard to have those hard conversations with kids it sometimes. Is. It's uncomfortable it sometimes. Is. Like, why are you asking me this? I don't know. I'm not old enough. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still somebody's child. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's always you always. Be <laughs> uh, all right, for those of you who are just joining, we just did our two four play questions. We trying to we trying to behave tonight, y'all. So if y'all if y'all wonder why we being so behaverable, we trying to behave behaverable. Behaverable. But we trying to behave tonight. Shut up. Um, <laughs> so the first the first four play question was: What is a negative trait of yours that you know probably gets on people's nerves? And then the second one was name a piece of bad advice you have given your kids. I asked that question because tonight we are talking about accountability. And I think sometimes we need to look back on, you know, we, I mean, we, we, we pretty good parents. Don't get me wrong, but we ain't perfect by no means. So, you know, we want to talk about this culture of, I can't, this culture of accountability. <laughs> so whenever we thought of this topic, of course, we had to bring Miss Mary J on because we know she's going to get a, the hood therapist ratchet, educated <laughs> version of everything. Okay. <laughs> what I do, what I'm known for, that is my niche in, in the therapy community is giving it to you hood. Yes, yes. <laughs> right, right. We're here for it. <laughs> yes, we are. We are. So Chastity had wanted to start with a story, I think. So I'll let her go ahead. Yes. So the one of the reasons why we brought up this um subject is because I was recently on Facebook on a ex-coworker of mine. Um status had popped up. And I'm gonna try to, I'm not gonna say it verbatim, but I'm just gonna summarize it real quick. So anyway. She starts off with saying that she's a good mother to her five-year-old and she busts her tail to make sure that her five-year-old has everything that she needs in the world. Then she goes on to say that she wasn't the best mother to her older kids, which I think she has two or three that are, that are adults. And um, But she doesn't understand why they don't have life figured out and why they expect her to do things for them, like help them with their bills and stuff like that. And they're selfish bastards and just calling them a whole bunch of names and little, just, every cuss word under the sun, except for the child of God is what she called her own kids. Um, mm. And she wanted advice and she wanted people to be on her side. And for the most part, there was a lot of people that was on her side. But I came in and I said, out of your own um, mouth, you stated that you wasn't a good parent and you can't dictate how your kids are going to handle life when you haven't gave them the tools necessary to be an adult. You said that you wasn't a good parent and now you're a good parent to this five year old. How do you think that that makes them feel? 
Like you wasn't good to me, but you're catering to this five-year-old. You're you're the parent that I wanted you to be to this five-year-old. And here I am, 25, and you're calling me a bastard because I need help with my phone bill. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to bring Mary on, or I wanted to bring this topic up whenever we knew that we was bringing her on, because at what point do parents take accountability for basically fucking up their kids? <laughs> <laughs> They don't. Like that. Like that. <laughs> Go ahead, Mary J. What do you feel about it? They don't. That's it. <laughs> I mean, so two things can be true at one time, right? You can be, you can do your best as a parent, but your best can also not be good enough. Right. Right. So I think that that's something that we as parents, it's a two-side street. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something that kids need to realize and that's something that parents need to realize. Us as parents is I did my best, but for the kid, it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And in order to be accountable for something, you have to acknowledge that it's a problem. And there's a lot of parents that aren't willing to acknowledge that they are the problem. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm it circles back around to, I did my best. Okay, you did your best, but you still, it was still kind of trash. And once you know better, do you do better? You see what I'm saying? Like the story that you, the the person you were just talking about with her, you know, saying that she treated her older kids X, Y, and Z, but then she caters to this younger child. So what are you doing to improve that relationship with your older kids? Are you catering to them in any way have you apologized for the trash way that you treated them and apparently not by the way that you were talking about you know she worded this whole post that's the problem within itself right right right. I go through a multitude of things with my kids but it's never anything for social media because I don't need the peanut gallery chiming in on my parenting skills. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day is just social media parenting. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's accountability. Like you that's the whole topic. And a lot of us as parents are not willing to hold ourselves accountable for how we parented our kids because we don't want to acknowledge that we did anything wrong. We don't want to put the work in to do anything better because once you know better, you have to do better. And in order to know better, you have to acknowledge it. And if you don't acknowledge it, then it's not anything that's going to ever happen. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. I say it all the time. If you've paid attention on Facebook, I say a lot. Ignorance is bliss. And it's a whole lot of dumbass folks running around here because they just choose to be ignorant to the whole situation. I have to, I have a, um, my relationship with my oldest son is by no means an ideal situation, but I also have to think that I was a baby when I had him. You know what I'm saying? And that too plays mm-hmm. a part into it as to how how old you were when you became a parent, how you mm-hmm. were parented. I wasn't parented. My parents were 14 and 15 when I was born. That's freshmen in high school that had babies. Right. You know what I'm saying? So then I passed this trauma along. And if I didn't decide that I wanted to fix it somewhere, it would just continue on. But mm-hmm. I know better and I do better. So I had to acknowledge and sit down. And I actually talked to my son last night, was like, we need therapy. And he was like, yeah, we do. He ain't going to go. 
But the fact that we ain't gonna do it. But it's the right. fact that we even acknowledge that we have some things in our relationship that we need to work on. And with the story that you were telling before, the age, not even the age difference. Kaylin got, you know, not the worst of me, but he certainly didn't get the best of me, right? Because I was a baby. Mm-hmm. With AJ, I learned a lot when it comes to parenting because of his disability. Malachi damn near got the best of me. Kalea gets the most awesome part of me. Because, <laughs> the grandbaby. That's of course. That's the grandbaby. <laughs> yeah, because I get to do all the things with her that I didn't get to do with my kids. One, because I didn't have the knowledge. And two, because I didn't have the damn money. So once mm. you know better, you do better. And a lot Thanks. of people are not willing to accept the fact that the way that they parented was poor as hell. It was trash. You know, you expose your kids to a lot of adverse situations that they probably didn't need to be exposed to. You probably parented your child the way that you were parented. And we already know mm-hmm. parenting some generations back is certainly not ideal because it's always been a don't ask, don't mm-hmm. tell policy. It's mm-hmm. always been, you know, mm-hmm. all about corporal punishment. And then we also have to acknowledge that parenting is not one size fits all. No one kid needs the exact same thing that the next kid is going to need. You guys, all of these different personalities. So you have to tailor, you know, to fit to your kids. And a lot of people don't want to do that either because they lazy as hell when it comes to parenting. And I will say that being a parent of multiple kids with multiple personalities is hard. And it is, it, child, you have to put in some work because one child, you have to coddle this way. Another child, mm-hmm. you have to coddle this way. One child, mm-hmm. you can have this conversation with, but the other child, you can't have this conversation with. Mm-hmm. My God. And then some people just parent their kids the same way from the oldest all the way the to board. the youngest. And I'm like, how? I got two. And I fair. Why can't you? Yeah. Why don't you make the same grades that your sister made? Well, because I'm not my sister. Right. What, what about, I'm a you know, the child. thing that I'm a whole different child. I might learn different. I got a whole learning style. So, again, what works for this one mm-hmm. is not going to work for that one. And I learned that dealing with Malachi, not Malachi, but AJ and Kaylin. When AJ came along, my whole world shifted being 21 and having already a kid that was three and then having another one with autism. I was like, what the am I doing here? But I had to figure it out as I went along because, like I said, I didn't have anybody that parented me. And my Mm -hmm. parents don't acknowledge that they parented poor. Still to this day, even with me being a therapist and sitting having these types of conversations and, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to really build a relationship, my dad will be like, well, no, I wasn't there, but at least... I wasn't there because I could have been there and it could have been, I could have been beating on your mama. I'm like, nigga, that is not even what we t- <laughs> what rather than just not. acknowledge the fact that you were okay. a poor parent. I sw- and right. you laughing Excuse me. I don't want to laugh. This is a conversation so that serious. we had year before last where mm-hmm. my aunties had to intervene and be like, Papa, what the hell is you talking That ain't what the girl, she just asking you I can't. Yeah. I can't either. I can't either, man. Uh, just hit the comments for a second. Shalana said, "Hey, ladies. Hey, Shalana. Thank you for joining." Yolanda also said, "Hello, ladies. Thank you, Yolanda, for joining." 
We're talking about accountability tonight. We got specialist expert hood therapist Mary J on. So we're so happy to have you guys. Have you guys? Um, I seen something that um it actually is funny, but it posted today and, and, and kind of got kind of tied up how I feel about it. If I can show it. There we go. It says accountability feels like an attack when you're not ready to acknowledge how your behavior harms others. Oh, hallelujah. That's a whole word. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I need that on a shirt. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was free. Oh, today, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, you're breaking <laughs> up. Child, child, up child you over here sounding like a robot. But yeah, but that right there ain't nothing but the truth. And I will admit. So I'm going to take it from parenting and I'm going to take it to relationship real quick. <laughs> um, I remember when me and my baby daddy had first broke up and I blamed him for a hundred percent of, of it. And then as I've grown in my life, I've realized that I was probably 65% responsible for it. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you for the acknowledgement and the accountability, friend. I will take sixty-five percent, Danny. <laughs> but I remember, like, I once I um once I realized that it, that half of it, was, yeah, half of it was me. Uh, I was you up sixty-five percent. That's more than half. But go ahead. Let's keep go it real. Ahead, Let's keep it real. Go ahead. I started to um. Can you please post that on your page? Oh, he said, can you post it on the page? Um, After I started taking accountability for the things that I was responsible for in that relationship, it actually made it easier for me to be able to not be as angry with him and be, be able to move on efficiently and be okay. You know, like my hands up, I'm I'm done. I was wrong. What I did was absolutely wrong. It yeah. goes back to you did the best you could, but your best mm-hmm. still wasn't good enough. And right. that's okay mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And parenting is layered as well. I mean, some people, I, I, I have my child, I feed them, I clothe them. I did my job. Yeah. It's oh, not man. the case. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the case. It's so many more things that come along with parenting than just the basic necessities. And so I feel like just because you paid the bill, you made sure they wasn't homeless. You still, did you communicate? Did you have conversations? Did you educate? Did you support? Like, it's so many more different avenues than just saying, oh, I had him and now I'm going to make sure he eat or she eat and have a roof over their head. And I feel like that's, that's where a lot it. of parents mess up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's where a lot of parents True indeed. True. A lot of parents <laughs> don't realize that. So I work with majority of my clients are adolescents, um, DJJ clients, stuff like that. A lot of parents don't realize that they are sometimes the problem. Like you bringing your kid, you need a little piece of therapy. It's not necessarily because you've passed along this trauma. You've passed mm-hmm. along these beliefs. You've passed along these ideals that you've held on to that you got from your parents and the world is ever changing, right? And I say this all the time on here, everything is supposed to change except for some certain things, right? Marriage is the, that's the monolith and parenting is the monolith. It never changes. 
And that's not true. That's not accurate. Like you cannot, I've said this on Facebook, you cannot parent your kids in 2022 the way that you were parented in 1980, 1990, because the world has changed so much. And Mm -hmm. this is something we talked about as far as being able to make our mistakes, you know, in private because we didn't have cell phones because hell, if we'd have had cell phones back in my, I probably (laughs) wouldn't be a therapist right now. I would be in jail somewhere. (laughs) So how can I feel, how can I feel like I can effectively parent my kids if I don't take into consideration all the little nuances that come along with being a parent now? It's impossible. Right, right. It it's is, impossible it and it doesn't happen, but the, the whole basis of it is accountability, holding yourself accountable. And as a yeah, parent yeah. that had to hold themselves accountable for a lot of things that, you know, my son seen growing up, that's hard. It's hard yeah. to think that I did the best that I could, but it wasn't good enough. Yeah. It's hard to feel like you put yourself on the line and you did X, Y, and Z for these kids and they ungrateful as hell and blah, 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 blah. But your mm-hmm. kid is still sitting over there like, but I ain't even asked to be here. Right. <laughs> that part. That part. <laughs> no, I wasn't there I when you made me. <laughs> I was not there. Well, uh, uh, I just want to be, because of what you said, I'm, I'm going to have a vulnerable moment right now. Today, I have cried pretty much the whole day today. Um, (laughs) after, after I dropped my kids off this morning, y'all know I got into, well, some people know, I got into that little bump up and right whenever I was about to go to the hospital to get checked out, I get a call from the school that my son is acting up and y'all, I broke down and I cried from the time I got in the car all the way into I got finished talking to that lady. And I'm talking about like, (laughs) 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 and I was just like, I don't know. Um, I was like, I don't know what what I'm doing wrong. And I asked my kids constantly, like, is there something that I, I can do better? Let me know if I'm doing something wrong that, and we can see if we can figure it out. So then um, later on, I was on the phone with my mama and I was just talking to her and I figured out that a lot of their problems and a lot of my problem is I don't get any help with my kids when it comes to their dad. And when I say no help, I mean none, unless it is babysitting. And and that's because I don't want to put it off on anybody else because my mama will watch them for me if I need her to. And my aunt will, but he's their daddy and he should watch them. But financially, emotionally, physically, um, playfully, taken to the park fully, that nigga does nothing for them. So I have to be the mama. I have to be the daddy. I have to coddle them. And I also have to discipline them. I feel mm-hmm. bad for discipline them. So then I over coddle them. Mm. And I was like, that is the problem. I, I am their problem. And, and then I was like, but I don't know what to do. I, I have no other option because I don't have any, I don't have any male figures in my life that are positive that can help me out when it comes to them. All it is is a bunch of women that can help them out. But there's no men here that can show them how to be men. It's just me. And it sucks. And I'm like, it sucks because I don't want I don't want to be that person that 
has have to toughen them up. I want to be the person that get, that's able to hold them and love on Nurture. them and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You so, just want to be the nurturer. Yes. Right. I don't want to be the person that disciplines them. And it sucks because they get away with a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Because I feel bad for punishing them. Because I'm like, you you don't know. I mean, I'm teaching you. and But for the most part, you don't know. Because you, you get away with everything. Boundaries. Yeah. You got to establish some firm. You got to establish when? some damn now. I can't. It's hard. I, no, I'm like it's it's hard to establish boundaries whenever it's always me. It's me, twenty four seven. I literally have to pay him, give him money to take them to the movies, or I pay for movies. Like that's the only time I get a break. But I'm still I'm spending money. So have is it a really a break? Because with him about your expectations. Huh? I can have a conversation with him every damn day and he will say he hears me and it goes in one ear and out the other. And when I, y'all, I am just so frustrated and it ticks me off whenever men talk about women keep their kids from their daddies and kids need their daddies and all this kind of stuff. I done gave this nigga every outlet that he could have, that he could desire, that every man on this earth could probably say that they want. And he just spits in my face. He does nothing for them. He's probably spent a hundred dollars on them since Christmas, and that's probably. So what and are I'm his consequences? So what? What are the consequences for him not meeting your expectations? He doesn't have any. You have to establish some consequences. But what? What consequences can I give him? I was about to say. Yeah, I want to hear this. I now that I, I was about to say. I don't know, I I don't know the ins and outs of the relationship, but in Hold in on. all situations. Okay, I'm going to go to the door real quick, but I, I can still hear you. When okay. um with the ins and outs of any relationship, boundaries and consequences. If a person isn't meeting your expectations and doing what it is that you need for them to do, then there has to be some type of consequence for it. And I, like I said, I don't know the ins and outs of the relationship, but if he is there in that, if you're a dad in that capacity, then you need to damn be a daddy. Like, I mean, what, that's what's the problem? That's definitely factual. I think the hard part is cause I've been, I've been that parent. So I think the hard part is, is finding a limit of, you know, not him, not affecting the kids because because we are that type of mom. I'm just speaking for Chastity. That's not going to talk junk to our kids about their dad. It's not going to sit here and tell our kids your dad ain't shit. Whatever the case may be, excuse my language. That he don't pay the bills. He don't pay me child support. He ain't bought you nothing. We ain't that type of parent, huh? We're not supposed to cuss on him. Oh, y'all can. I'm just trying not to. Y'all can. Y'all can. Y'all can. Y'all Stress me out. I'm a but, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I grew up in a household where I, I always heard my parents' dis arguments and disagreements and mama treat me like this and daddy do this and daddy didn't show up and I'm the reason why I didn't show up because mama did this like I grew up with it so I tried my very hardest not to put my son in the middle of our problems mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying because this mm -hmm. that's grown people problems that's not their problems so it's hard to find the limit of no you don't want them to be in the middle but also I'm tired of this mess and they need to know it too. <laughs> like, like you need to know that this nigga ain't shit. <laughs> it's very hard. Like it is, especially when you, you had this culture of like Chastity said, 
especially we had this culture, like Chastity said, that people say that mamas be keeping the kids away from the daddy and mama the one be full of the, you know, making the drama and stuff like that. All mamas, a.k.a. us, don't do that. <laughs> but but you still find yourself. <laughs> but you still find yourself trying to be like, all right, I got to be the mature one. So how can I handle this mature when it really ain't on us? Really? <laughs> I'm tired of, I am tired of being mature. I am tired of being the, the mama. I am tired of being the, the mama and the daddy entwined. I am tired of being the person that disciplines. And I'm tired of being the person that coddles all the time. I am sick and tired. I'm, so, I'm just exhausted. What I will say from having kids whose fathers have been absent is I never had to like take AJ's dad, for example. I've never had the bad mouth. Uh, Spencer, hell, I almost forgot his name just now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had to badmouth him, right? Never had to because I knew that once AJ got old enough to see, he would see. Mm. He knows that it's always just been me and him. With AJ, it's always been me and AJ against the world. Um, AJ was three. Last time he seen any of his dad's family, AJ will be 21 in June. Damn. Yeah. Not seen them. Um, they do this whole big thing on Facebook. Every couple of his, me and his auntie, I'm pretty sure she's going to see this because she's my friend on Facebook. But like I done said before, you don't, don't nobody want no smoke. Um, she had done this whole big thing like two years ago where yeah, she had yeah. got on Facebook and, oh, I'm looking for my son. I'm looking for my nephew and so I am so I wake up true story I wake up it's like two years ago I wake up to like seven or eight inboxes from people like yo Chris because again don't nobody want no smoke Chris is on Facebook saying that she looking for AJ and she ain't seen him and you keep AJ from them and I'm like okay so she's in my hometown which is yay big my dad is there, my mama there, my auntie's there, my granny there, my sisters is there. We ain't hard to find if you want to see him, right? So I inbox her, like, girl, if you don't get your ass off Facebook <laughs> with shenanigans talking about you looking for AJ, because you, we not hard to find. Like, she, it was actually some girl that had got on her post and was, had she had gave the girl AJ's name and the girl had inboxed another Adrian thinking that it was my son talking about your auntie looking for you wasn't even AJ my son don't even have social media like that so it had got real ugly so I say all that to say that I never had the bad bad mouth none of them people because when the opera anytime that the opportunity has presented itself for them to come in and be in AJ's life and I AJ a grown ass man here's his phone number here's whatever whatever and they don't follow through so now mm -hmm. AJ sees that it's, it's never been my mama it's these people that don't want to do X Y and Z never mm -hmm. had to bad mouth anybody because eventually these kids are going to see even your kids you think that your kids kids are very resilient and they're smart as hell. we don't give kids mm -hmm. enough credit for what we, we don't. think they know, what we think that they know you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So these kids are seeing and they absolutely know who it is that's there for them, who it is that's being supportive, who it is that's doing X, Y, and Z. And then when they get a little older, you know, teenagers and stuff like that, y'all can really sit down and have that conversation. It's a conversation to be had. But as of right now, you continue to be the best mama that you can be. 
And that's it. That's all you can do as a parent is your best, even if yep. sometimes it ain't fucking good enough. That's yep. it. Yeah, a long time ago, I had to realize <laughs> that I, I just I couldn't be that person who focused on what the other person was not doing anymore because it was draining me. It was taking yeah. my good vibes away. Like it sucks. Don't get me wrong. Like you want the other partner that you had the child with to do what he's supposed to do or do what she's supposed to do. You want to be that responsible, mature cup, uh, you know, people in a, you know, in a parenting relationship where y'all can communicate and y'all can co-parent. And you want all of those things. But at the end of the day, the only person you can control is yourself. If that's right. it. So I had to just realize a long time ago, I, like after years and years of stressing and, and harping on what he ain't doing and what he is doing and the example that he said, and I'm like, all I can do is focus on what I'm doing and that's it and doing the best that I can. And that's it. Exactly. Like, and yeah. I literally don't care anymore. I don't care if I get a dime or not. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I really don't care if he getting in trouble or not anymore. Like, I just really don't care anymore because... Me caring is changing nothing. <laughs> so uh, like what you what investing all of that energy, <laughs> putting all of that energy out there being mad and being angry, and it ain't doing nothing. Nothing at all. Typically, I could give two fucks about him. I, I I'm like, I do it for my kids. I, I do it. They I'm gonna make it happen. This week was just not a good week. It, yeah, it was and that's understandable. And yeah. I was angry and and you yeah, are entitled like, to that. Tired. You are. Very entitled. <laughs> like, nobody has a good day every day. I stress mm -hmm. that. There's no such nobody. thing. I, it's times I don't have a good week every month. It's sometimes <laughs> I don't have a good month every damn year. It's a struggle out here, especially mm -hmm. as a single parent. Life and there, I seen somebody ain't it. I seen somebody <laughs> post something earlier that say it's a difference between a single woman. And a single parent. If you're, if the child's father is still doing, then you're not a single, you're not a single parent. You're a single woman, right? Mm -hmm. That makes sense, and that it has some merit to it because you're right. In me and Shaheen's situation, I'm a single woman, not a single parent, because I'm a deadbeat. My son lived with him. You know what? Stop. <laughs> Don't, do that. That. <laughs> Don't do that. Love being a deadbeat. Don't do that. <laughs> If this is what these guys Lucky. have been doing forever, I understand. This is awesome. <laughs> my son had called me the other day and was like, "Mom, I'm coming. I'm coming up there for the summer." And I was like, "What? Well, coming where?" <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, he got to be eighteen. That's a grown man. I'm like, "Shit, I'm trying to have a warm lady summer out." <laughs> So okay, one well, lady. His dad was like, right. "So Malachi stay in the summer with you?" I was like, "Well, who the hell gonna watch him? Because I got shit to do." <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's a grown man. <laughs> so that is freaking hilarious. And that, that truth, I can yeah. show you. Hey, huh, let I me don't go. Have time. <laughs> but being a single parent, Chastity, you are a single parent. You're a single parent. And that's unfair as hell. If you yeah. ever want to jump, it's fast. Let me know. It's fast. All right, go into the comments. What's that? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. I swear my internet be fine until I want to talk. And then it acts <laughs> It's like, it's good when I ain't talking. Maybe I just need to shut up. Uh, <laughs> so Jenny, uh, Jenny Jen gave some hearts when you was crying earlier, you know. She was giving you some love. Sam, we'll oh, that I did post that on the page. <laughs> you, you know what? 
But it is. Yolanda said, I know what you feel. I used to be in that boat. My boy's father at the end had to take them because when they grew up to become a man, he had to take over. I would never. I, I mean, not saying that you was wrong, but I would. Mm. <laughs> uh, Sam's First, I'm going to read his other comment before I read this one because you got to respond to the other one. This one says, sometimes we are protecting the very thing that is killing us. That's facts. Mm -hmm. That's facts, mm -hmm. facts, facts, facts. All right, this one, I'm, I'm sure it comes to you, Mary J. He says, are you able to give an example of a consequence in a different situation? Absolutely. A consequence can be anything. If you have consequences or repercussions for your kids, you set a boundary. You cannot be on your phone after nine o'clock. If I catch you on your phone, I'm going to take your phone. The consequence is you take the damn phone. It's just that simple. That's the consequence. But how do you do that to a parent? So with the ins and outs, I don't, I don't know how to do that because I have, I guess it's dependent upon each relationship, right? Like I said, for um, AJ and Kaylin, it I, I never had to put down a consequence because they their dads wasn't around anyway. You know what I mean? And I never had mm -hmm. that situation with Shaheen because he's a he's a good dad. But I guess the consequence would be whatever you feel like it needs to be. Do you all need to sit down and have a conversation together when you tell the kids? that this is what's going on and it's like this, this, and this. And does he care about how his kids view him? Does he care about his kids not thinking that he's this stand-up guy? I don't, I don't know. Girl, they, would, they would hate me if I did that to them. It will, would, it would be my, it, that's God. Again, do you think <laughs> that your kids don't know what's going on? I think that they do know. I think that I think that they feel like he is their brother sometimes, <laughs> and they are more concerned about his well-being. We is not friends. Now let me stop. Go ahead. <laughs> and so we can't be friends. I'm sorry, but Go they are. <laughs> They feel like that's their brother, and they they want to make sure that he's okay and all this kind of stuff. And if I was to but talk, that sucks as as kids to even have that responsibility to want to worry about your parent like that. that that's part. trash. And some you need to hold him accountable for that type of shit right there. Right. It's it's trash. That's trash that your kids are worried about you in that capacity. And this is speaking as someone that has had to worry about their mother. You know what I'm saying? You chest, mm -hmm. you've been a, my friend on Facebook forever. You've seen the highs and lows, the ebbs and flows of the relationship with me and my mama. That's trash. And it sucks as a kid to have that type of responsibility, especially as a little kid. I'm right. a grown ass woman and I don't want that responsibility now of having to worry about um, my mama. Right, he's so stupid. I'm done. Sam, talking about do you take Blue Cross and Blue Shield? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> I absolutely do. I'm credentialed with them. Yes, I am. I guess the scary one of the scary parts for me, and hopefully my internet going right. One of the scary parts for me is that I feel like even though we don't want to recreate this culture of women can be everything, little can be men can be the bare minimum, and it's okay. 
And I feel like even though we don't want to create that culture, it's still repeating itself. It is. It, it and is, I don't like it. Our fault because we're not holding these men accountable. Hold mm -hmm. them accountable. Make them have to explain themselves. Make them but then whenever, whenever we try to hold them accountable, and this is for some men, not all men. So men, if you feel like you're getting bashed in. Well, ain't nobody about to give no disclaimer for not all men. No. If they don't know that, no. they the problem. I said if they, if they feel like it's about them, then put the damn shoe on. But if you try to have, have men to hold accountability, to be a parent, to be a spouse, to do to do whatever, then they view us as the angry black woman. I don't give uh, a damn about how you view me because I'm responsible <laughs> for how you treat me, right? I'm right. responsible for how you treat me. What right. I accept is what's going to continue. That's yeah. it. So if I allow you to treat me this way and you perceive me as being an angry black woman, then we don't need to have a conversation, conversation. anyway because you're not right. on my level. Well, if I can't tell you what my needs are and I can't and you can't meet my needs. I've seen somebody say um, me and be complaining about girls that want somebody to open the door for them talking about that's too much. Well, if it's too much, move. Get your right. ass out the way. Right. What I need you as a spouse, as a parent, as whatever is too much for you to handle, you're not my person anyway. And it's just right. fine for you to scoot your ass on over to the side for somebody yeah. that I'm not too much to handle. And right. that's just it. Yeah. Right. I definitely been pushing that a lot lately. Like I look when it, it it's more related to I hope y'all can't hear Jackson yelling. It's more related to relationships, of course, but it's like like when are we gonna come to the point where we saying this is what I want and that's it? Why we keep why we in 2022 keep wasting each other's time, keep feel, keep filling it out, keep waiting to see what happens, keep um, you know, molding people into people that they not gonna be like when when is that right. time gonna come? I ain't waiting on a everybody. damn thing but death. <laughs> you wanna keep blaming everybody else for why you single or not in a relationship or why you in a relationship? Girl, I am not blaming anybody about why I'm single. <laughs> I didn't say you. Let's be clear. I say you. <laughs> Sound like a hit dog holler, but no. But I'm just saying, like <laughs> we even gotta take accountability in that regard, like. We got to view things like people. I, a lot of people get into these relationships and stuff, and is in the dating period, and they give people half of them, and then be upset with them because they didn't got the other half. And it's like it's your fault. You can't blame nobody for your daggone self, but you did it because you scared to be alone, because you scared to be single, because you know you gotta settle, blase, blase, and then you gonna end. Up, would you rather be unhappy and single or unhappy in a marriage or a relationship that you don't belong in? And some people would rather be people. some people would rather be unhappy and with somebody just to say that they got somebody, and that's insane it's a, to me. That is asinine. It's ninety eight percent of people in relationships. It's like that. yeah, <laughs> I, 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 people, somebody can come in and say that I am lying. No, you can say <laughs> that I'm lying, but I promise you, uh, I, I could probably think of. Five friends that are married, and it's probably just one that is happy, like a hundred percent happy. And I still don't believe that bitch. You know what? <laughs> Look, I'm over here like <laughs> only to find out that you the bitch that she don't believe. Right, that part, that part. All right, let me go to the comments real quick. 
Uh, Yolanda said, my boys asked their father <laughs> when they got grown why him and I was not together. He had to talk to them, not me. I respect that. I know that's right, Yolanda. I know that's right. Accountability. Hold them accountable. That. I ain't exactly. that I'm going we're going to handle that this week, Yolanda. <laughs> Doggone it. Tomorrow. Chris said, I know my worth. Stop. He didn't say nothing about your worth. <laughs> well, number one. Number two, you don't have kids. So you still can grow in your worth, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> D said, uh, D uh, said, yes, Mary. Yes. Yes. Sam said, preach, sunshine. I thank you. I thank you. Look, Chris talking about he's giving you the look guys talking about all right, spill it. She ain't got nothing to spill. She ain't got a thing to spill. She ain't got a thing, okay. All right, I, I found this little list of for 16 signs of bad parenting, and I thought it kind of would be relatable to the topic. Um, so I'm gonna list off just a few things and Mary, Mary, we're looking for your expertise to comment. Okay, okay. Go. okay. that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do all 16. It's, it's way too many. It's way too many. Um, but uh out of the 16, number three says all advice, no encouragement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you got number all the advice in the world for your kids, but are you are you pouring into them? Why are you telling them what they need to be doing? Are you telling them, are you encouraging them to do this? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was good. I all tell right. Malachi no, all the time. I'm sorry, uh, sunshine. No, you go ahead. You but go I, ahead. T- I tell my my baby boy all the time that he's he's about to be a man, quote unquote. And so he needs to start making decisions for himself. And so within that, with me telling him that, I have to remember that I'm telling him that he needs to be making decisions for himself. So when he makes his own decision, I can't get mad that he made his own decision, and it's not the decision I would have made. You see what I'm saying? I'm encouraging him to That's a word. You're you're about to be a man now. You need to start making your own decisions. And then when he make a decision, I can't be like you dumbass boy. Right. (laughs) I can text his daddy and be like, This is the dumbest boy. This is your son. But I'm not gonna tell (laughs) but I'm not gonna tell Malachi that. I'm gonna be like, I appreciate the decision that you made, but can you tell me why you made that decision? Mm-hmm. Why was that the decision that you went with? Mm-hmm. Sometimes as parents, we gotta say when you said that this came to my mind. You, it's not about making the my decision; it's about making the right decision. So what might be right for me might not be right for you. Right. What might be right for you might not be right for me. But you know, what I'm saying we have to be there to support our kids and encourage. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Next one. <laughs> 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 um, let's see what's another what's another one lack of support it says children need support especially during stressful times like a performance at school or examination you could be more concerned about your work and this might leave your child feeling anxious absolutely I agree absolutely I agree. we need mental health days why do we feel like our kids don't need mental they're little people that don't even have half of the the verbiage and the mm-hmm. knowledge that we have when it comes to communicating, and we still struggle as grown ass people. Why do we mm-hmm. feel like this little five, six teenagers are supposed to be, you know, just they're supposed to handle everything that's being thrown at them when the world and home is putting so much pressure on them already? Mm-hmm. And can I just want to, I want to speak on this support thing when it comes to like <laughs> school stuff and sports and everything. 
too often because I try to be at my kids at every activity they have. I try to be there. I don't, I don't care if it's practice. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I say I don't. I'm a deadbeat. So, um, I see a lot of times kids, they be looking up in the stands, looking for their parents and their parents ain't there. And you can tell that they, it, it bothers them. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that sometimes you have to work. You can't make it to every game. I understand that. But it's some parents that is sitting at the house doing absolutely nothing because mm-hmm. I don't like to be hot. I don't like the sun. You knew when you had kids that you was going to be outside. So why in the fuck did you open your legs to have kids to push them out and you can't go to a fucking soccer match? You can go. Doggone it. You right. It doesn't make sense. And that bothers me. That It doesn't bother me whenever people are working and all this kind of stuff. But you deliberately are not going out there because you don't like hot weather. Or you don't like to sit on hard bleachers and all this kind of stuff. You, you knew all this stuff was in existence. You don't want to deal with baby daddy who's going to be there. Oh, right. You, know. you knew all of this stuff was in existence before you had your child. So why right. did you make the decision to have kids but not support them? That doesn't right. make sense. A lot of people like the idea of kids. They don't really like kids. Mm. 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 A lot of That's people really word. do like the idea of having kids. Because it because it looks easy, right? On social media, on TV, it looks like this. But when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, like I said, I got a son that has special needs. That was the most difficult shit that I have ever been through and still going through as a parent to where, you know, I was I just cussed somebody out about AJ the other day. Like it's all smoke behind that one. So it- keep in mind that it's smoke behind like as because the, those are the hard conversations and we talked right. before about people not being ready to have the hard conversations about what being a parent is and nine times out of ten self-included when we have babies by these men women whomever we're not sitting down having the conversation about what our expectations are right. as parents what right. do we how are we going to parent this child effectively Right. I will I will not lie. That is a conversation that I did not have. I damn sure didn't have it. Vodka. Don't blame it on the alcohol. Gin make you see. Okay. Gin make you see. No, stop. I was drunk these last whoop. (laughs) But but after your legs did whatever, Uh those nine months, ten months that you were pregnant. Nobody sat down and had the conversation about we can, we're about to have a baby. How will, I didn't do it. I did not do it. I didn't do it. What are, how I, are we any we're together? But if we we're together, how are we gonna parent these kids? If we're not together, how are we gonna parent these kids? We don't mm-hmm. have those conversations. We don't have those conversations, but at the same time, I mean even if we had the, even if we had those conversations, we still can't control what the other person is going to do. Right, you cannot, but at least if I had the conversation I, with you, I can hold I your can ass that. accountable mm-hmm. for not holding up what you, and, and, and nothing is monolithic, like I said. It, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that we're going to sit down and draw out this, map out this plan of parenting, right. because that's impossible. If I could do that, I would be a millionaire. 
because I would make life so much easier for so many other people. That's not how it goes. But at least let's set some groundwork. You see what I'm saying? With parenting is, do you believe in corporal punishment? How do we do once this kid is 16 and and wants his license? What age do you feel like is appropriate for this child to get a job? All right, what's more important, this kid going to work or this kid's grades? Are sports important? Cheerleading important? X, Y, and Z? Nobody has these types of conversations. When it's time for Johnny's kindergarten recital or his graduation, am I going to be all right with you bringing your girlfriend? Are you going to be all right with me bringing my boyfriend and we all sitting there as a unit Mm -hmm. for this kid's graduation because we're not together anymore? Nobody right. has hard conversations. Nobody because, has hard conversations. You're right. Even with even outside of kids, relationships, jobs. Nobody has hard parents, conversations. None of that. We none of us come to the table. Lord, my child is acting the fool tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> none of us come to the table and just be real. Metro is a reality. <laughs> right. None of us come out come out and have a hard conversation where we really want and need and stick to it. We always conform to you know, when we get a job, we know that job wasn't going to conform to me having kids and I might have to take off for their soccer game. But then we get mad because they ain't being lenient because we took off for the soccer game. Like I'm saying, like, we don't have hard conversations, period, when it comes to what exactly what we need and want. And just stick to that's what it is. And then we get mad. We don't have right. the hard conversations. Then we mad as hell that our needs aren't being met. Exactly. You didn't tell me. Exactly. You didn't tell me. So how was I supposed to know? And, and the hard exactly. conversations end up happening when somebody comes sit with the lady. You know what I'm saying? I got you on my couch and now you are ready to list out what your needs are and how this person can help meet the needs. That's parents, kids, husbands, mm-hmm. wives, whatever, because nobody well, I'm going to talk myself out of a job. But <laughs> people would just sit Never. down and have a comp. Not ever. If people <laughs> would just sit down and have the hard conversations so much would change and that's I have shied away from having a hard conversation because of accountability right nobody wants to take account for whatever the case may be Chastity you said hey the relationship didn't work out for whatever reason because I did x y and z thanks nobody wants to do that because when you when you put that type of pressure on yourself it makes you have to change if you acknowledge Mm -hmm. that something is Mm -hmm. wrong then you're acknowledging that something needs to change and nobody wants to change nobody wants to change a lot of times when we yeah yeah i just want to say one thing a lot of the times we it does happen that way and you really did it to yourself like we knew she, we knew homegirl didn't cook and clean for you got with her, but you didn't you mad because you didn't cook and clean. You know homeboy didn't have no job and wasn't making no money and smoke weed all day, but then you mad at him because he ain't working and he smoked weed all day. Like we knew this, but then we expect folks to maneuver or change or just have a light bulb moment when we think it's convenient for us. And that's not how it's going to work. That's not how life works. You know, I think I, also, I want to say that although some things are okay whenever you first get with somebody, some people grow and other people stay where they at. So although it was okay whenever we first got together, I done stepped up the ladder and you, you staying here. And, you know, we have to take that into account as well, that some people just grow and other people are okay. They're just stagnant. And don't mm-hmm. want to go anywhere. 
But yeah. we hold people accountable. We will try to hold people accountable for being stagnant, but we don't hold people, we don't hold ourselves accountable for knowing that that could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. And acknowledging <laughs> it. Now that I know, now that I see that you're not willing to grow and flow with me, now what? Right. Now that I'm doing X, Y, and Z and I'm here and you're still right here, what am I going to do with you? Or am I I'm content with you being here? Or do I oh, need you to nigga. come up to my nigga level Georgia. because some people are content with having somebody here and it right. not being any growth, but yeah, you that's can't true. be with me and not grow. Because to me, right. if you're not growing, you're dead. That's it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, some of the comments, D said, this live needs to be shared, shared, shared. Please share. Oh, please, please. share. Please. <laughs> and then she agreed with you as well and said, say it, Chad, support. And then Marion is fan. And Chris said, <laughs> Chris said, get a dog. That was in the comment of people just trying to have kids because they yeah, because they think like to look good. Get a dog. Yeah. Cat. Rabbit. One of them. Anything. You can dress out of buddy. Fanel said, I applaud y'all for at least taking accountability for not having these conversations. I mean, that's fair. Thank you. That's fair. And then Sam said, cheerleading is the most important thing in the world, LOL. <laughs> Woo! It is. And look, Sam, Sam was saying that because he's a cheerleader coach, but then I think he also was making it like a, you know, metaphorically too. Like a pun. Yeah. We got yeah. it. We got it. We got it. Double got you, <laughs> we got it. We got it. All right. Number seven on the list says comparing your child. You constantly tell your child that he or she should be like other children and, and emulate their positive traits. This is a sign of bad parenting. I think that goes back Ooh. to us saying every child is different. We can't parent every child the same. You definitely can't put a child to a, a, a put a child on a pedestal when you don't even know where the stool at. <laughs> like, like, we can't do that. We can't do that. Yeah, yeah. and I, I said that in the very beginning about why can't you make why don't why aren't your grades like your sisters are? Because I don't learn like her. Because right. I don't do X, Y, and Z like her. Like me, Tiffany, and BJ all excel astronomically, but in different things. Tiffany mm. is a numbers person. Like my sister is very business minded. If you got a business that you want to get started, run it past Tiffany. She's gonna help you, no problem. Clearly, I'm a therapist. My little brother is really good when it comes to like social problems and science and stuff like that. So funny story, we were all in, in college together. And so sometimes we would all sit down and trade off work on who did what the best. Tiffany, mm -hmm. do this math. BJ, mm -hmm. the science is yours. Me, mm -hmm. I'm going to write smart, your though. English papers and help you with your psychology homework mm -hmm. because That's we smart. all excel in different things in different mm -hmm. ways. So there was no need to compare us because we are we were all great in something different. Right. Mm -hmm. that That's, makes real. Sense. That's real. That's real. That's real. Yeah, it does. It does. Number 10, I think really hits home where a lot of people don't want to. A lot of people don't want to acknowledge it. But number 10 says not respecting his or her feelings. You do not take the time to have a conversation with your child and understand his or her feelings. When the pains and the feelings are disregarded and not addressed in a healthy manner, it could adversely affect your kids. That's that's a lot of us kids in today's time. Yeah. Feelings was not, not acknowledged. Feelings, emotions. No support, acknowledging choices. Like I just said with me telling Mally, I need you, you, you're going to do this. So 
you need to start doing that. How many times? So I'm older than you, Chastity. Not by much, just by like three days. But uh, 17 years, because I'm like 23. Oh, <laughs> I'm the youngest one here. Don't do that. But go ahead. Go ahead, Mary. Oh, so um, I was raised <laughs> by my grandma, right? Mm-hmm. Older lady, of course. She was my mom's mom. We didn't talk about feelings. I never even hugged my grandma literally until I think it was three days before she was dying. She had mm-hmm. cancer. She was dying. That's the first time that I ever got any physical affection from her. I was 17. Mm. 17 no emotional support we didn't talk about feelings we don't talk about Bruno we don't talk about feelings mm-hmm. we didn't talk about feelings there was no physical affection there was no encouragement there was no support there was none of that in my household so that is something that I do try to do with my kids because like I said once you know better you do better either I'm going to carry on this toxic shit and not right. love on my kids and deprive them of what I wanted or I'm going to give them what I wanted. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's either mm-hmm. or. So that's definitely a thing. We don't talk. Nobody talks about feelings. And it goes back to what we said about these kids having, you know, they need mental health days and they have anxiety and they're feeling this and they're feeling that. And we yeah. expect them. You're a kid. You don't got nothing to worry about. What could you possibly have to work? Thanks. They're kids. Thanks. They go to school. People are shooting up schools. COVID is in schools. Predators could be in schools. Mm -hmm. They have some Mm -hmm. of the same worries that we have just because they're not worrying about how a bill is going to get paid does not mean that they don't have any worries. And to feel like, hell, you were a kid. You didn't worry about nothing when you were there. I worried about my parents sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that right there is something huge. Like, I'm worried about if mama is okay. That yeah. was a, a huge burden that, that that kids take on. Yeah. So that's facts. That's facts. Mm. Uh, Sam said, "Y'all better know me." <laughs> Chris <laughs> said, and this is good. Chris Wills, kids shouldn't have to fulfill the parents' failed parents' failed dreams. Yeah, Chris, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole nother topic talk. for a whole nother day. I didn't oh, make it to the league, so my son gonna make it to the league. Oh, your son don't want to play. Oh, no I damn never went to college. <laughs> right? Well, I never went to college. So I'm gonna make sure my kids go to college. College ain't for everybody. You about Just to rack up a bunch of damn debt and <laughs> quit pushing stuff that ain't for your kids. Be having Jonte out there playing basketball. Jonte does not like basketball. Put him in soccer. No, John Tay wants to be a dream. damn engineer, and you got John Tay over here dribbling the ball. Then this joker want to go to A and T and learn. Or, or we're not gonna tell Johnny tonight. Or John Tay might want to be on the dance team, and you don't want to support him there. Can we put John Tay on? I'm just saying that's a whole other time. Whole other day. I'm just saying, right? Exactly. That part. Exactly. But I I want you to be a basketball player because I hurt my knee in eighth grade. But I could have been pro. Could have been pro, son, if I hadn't messed up my knee. No, you couldn't have. Sit down, Jonte Senior. <laughs> and it goes into allowing your kids to make their own choices because it is like y'all said. It's the case of I didn't go to college, so I want you to go. But is that what I want to do? Because now you're pushing me into something that I didn't even want. And you put me up on this pedestal and you have these expectations. And now I have all of this anxiety 
Mm-hmm. And they're going to come see the lady to talk about mm-hmm. all this pressure that you put on them. And they're feeling like a failure and they're overwhelmed and they feel guilty because they're not able to meet your expectations because this is something that they didn't even want to do in the first place. Right, right. And we need to be more vulnerable. Like your butt barely making it yourself. Your butt barely get to work on time. You don't get your tasks done on time. You don't, you you in the office with your director every other day. But then you expect Jonte to have straight A's and pay attention (laughs) to school. Like it don't work like that. What type of example are you setting for your kids? (laughs) Chastity get on my nerves. She over there like, don't talk about me like this. (laughs) You coming home from work with a write-up because you was late for work and then they calling telling your kid was late for school and you cussing them out like your ass just wasn't in the office. They can't even drive, but you mad at them but they late. <laughs> not, not me waking up late every morning, rushing the kids. Come on, hurry up! <laughs> we now got you five minutes to be at the door. <laughs> you, you blaming them? If you would have brushed your teeth in three minutes instead of five, we wouldn't be late. <laughs> no, bitch. Be you out there earlier. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. That's so true. Chris said, take it from a father who lost a child due to suicide. These kids go through a lot. So if they express a problem, pay attention to it. Yes. Chris, my heart goes out to you, friend. Yeah, that's facts. I, I I try to listen to everything they say, even when it even when it gets on my absolute nerves. I don't mm-hmm. care that the butterfly touched the tree. I can give two dams about it, but let's talk about it. Yeah, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> because I'm what you're doing is you're building a rapport with them now right. to where they're gonna feel comfortable coming and having these conversations about anything. And like you said earlier, it's a gift and a curse. Because Malachi sent me a picture of vomit and was like, So this is what just happened. And I'm like, You threw up, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's me, that's me with my mama. I, I will you're literally. Okay. Still do that with my mama at my big age. But the thing of it is, Malachi knows that he can call me and he'll tell his friends, you can call and talk to my mama. My mama will listen to you. (laughs) I have built that type of rapport with my son to where he knows that it ain't nothing that he going to tell me that's going to make me look at him any different. Period. Point blank. It ain't nothing that any of my kids nieces nephews it's nothing that any of them are gonna tell me that's gonna make me look at them different you can always come talk to mom you can always come talk to auntie i got your back jack mm. i know that's right man that really comes that really comes to light when it comes to these christ so-called or i ain't gonna say so-called these christian household growing your so-called. kids up in the church and things of that nature like we got to stop being so hard on people for being people Say it. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> put it on a damn shirt. I'm sorry. Okay, I froze. Big I was like, bold. I don't know. Big and bold. Put I froze. I was like, I'm being so hard on people for just being people. Just being Dang. people. Oh, These high expectations. It's unfair. It's unfair. I don't. And people I, have higher I, expectations of other people that they don't even have on themselves. Ma'am, you're making fifteen dollars an hour. Boy. Why are you upset that I'm making sixteen? Like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's facts. That's facts. Ma'am, that's you're facts. not working, but you're upset that 
Sally Sue got on makeup, but you don't work. But you mad. You mad, though. All right, we're going to go through these comments. I'm sorry, y'all. I hate people. This time, I knew this topic was going to be good. I knew it was. Um, (laughs) Sam said, a child's life is more public now than our lives were at at their age. That's facts. Mary said that earlier. Like, Think about we had these smartphones and Facebooks and 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 Instagram and Snapchats and Twitter when we was kids. Okay, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Is if cell phones, I mean, cell phones was out whenever I got a little bit older. But if Snapchat and Twitter and MySpace and all that kind of stuff was popping back in my prime of days, everything that people complain about kids doing these days, they would have been like, you see Chastity on there. Shaking that ass. Show is. <laughs> Show is. <laughs> we were allowed Nannies. to make our mistakes in Nannies. private. We were definitely yeah. allowed. And, and we not only do kids broadcast their mistakes, parents have now taken into this social media parenting where they want to parent their kids on social media mm-hmm. and oh, that's something that... that I can't that it grates my nerves it it bothers my mm-hmm. spirit it does everything mm-hmm. it is the bane of my existence mm-hmm. that people are parenting their kids on social media so again not kids were we were allowed to make our mistakes in private these the kids now don't have that same advantage that we had right. they just don't like, it was like at one point in time you only told mama only told auntie Grandma might have known, grandpa mm-hmm. might have known. You come to Sunday dinner and everybody like, mm-hmm, heard mm-hmm. you got an L. But now everybody knows. Bone Quisha all knows. the way in Seattle, Washington, know what's going on in Florida. Why do you know that I got an L in Miami, ma'am? Right. It ain't even that. It's on the flip side of people always trying to be social media famous. So they either could be from yourself. Or you putting it on your kids as well. Mm. So now I don't really want my daughter shaking her butt on this TikTok. But hey, she got 80,000 likes. Maybe I don't need to say nothing. But really, do you? Do you? Yeah. <laughs> my, kids want, <laughs> like, my kids want a YouTube <laughs> channel so bad, right? They want it. And, and, and a lot of people tell me, your kids are so funny. You need to get them a channel. I will watch it. They are. They're hilarious. But I first of all, I don't want monetary gain off of them mm-hmm. number one right number right. two if somebody comment under that and say <laughs> anything i'm asking for addresses because i'm pulling up smoke all day y'all gonna you be like where you at bitch i am in delaware <laughs> i'm pulling up oh star keisha seven two four three eight kisses so i I can't put my kids out there like on social media because i um, the comments will mm. because people are cruel and will say some of the most unnecessary things about your kids and i fight about my kids i will uh, all you see all of these degrees this is all null and void when it comes biscuit thinks somebody dead I'm done. Let's dead. move on. I'm done. <laughs> um, so Gwen, Gwendolyn Thompson said, I'm not messing with it. Strongholds and generational generational curses are real. That's facts. Hey, Chi Chi. 
Sam said, go there, sunshine. I would help you with that when I think he was talking about the kids being on the dance team, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, D said, yes, yeah, stop being hard on people for just being people. That's fast. Yes. That's fast. Yes. Yes. And then Sam said, as a man who is was raised by a widowed grandmother, we talk more now because she allows me to be me and not her idea of what she wanted for me. Mm. Sam. That's real. That is so real. That is so real. All right, let me see if I can touch a couple of more of these. Um, number eleven said, "Being a poor example, your child will pick up on all of your habits and behaviors. You might want to think about why and where your child has picked up on a particular behavior." Do as I say, accountability. That right there. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, honey. Parents would say that. And then pray, follow it up with, but I'm grown. I can do that because I'm grown. What does that mean to a child, though? <laughs> nothing. When, when I get nothing. grown, I'm going to do that. <laughs> exactly. That's the example. I can't get, if I, I'm not a weed smoker, let me put that out there in case somebody won't call my job. Um, <laughs> but if I was a weed smoker, I can't get mad if one of my kids decided they want to smoke weed. Because this is the example that I've set for them. What I can mm. do is sit down and have a conversation with them mm. about what smoking weed at their age means for them and mm -hmm. about what it means as far as a job is concerned and things mm -hmm. of that nature. But what I cannot do or what I should not do is I don't want you smoking weed. You shouldn't do while I'm sitting there smoking a blunt. Well, what the heck? Right. Why the hell smell like weed? Right. The whole house smell like weed. <laughs> right. Right. But you shouldn't be smoking. I'm pretty sure you'd have got house contact. Right. But you part. don't need to be smoking. <laughs> that part. Oh, you don't want your child to be a drug dealer, but they ain't never seen you had a stable, regular job ever. What about these people that be out stealing? You in the stores and shit stealing, and then when your kid go to school and get the lift and shit out of the other little kids' backpacks, you don't under you at the school talking about you raised them better than that. Did you? Did you though? They did because they got caught. The parent didn't get caught. <laughs> you know what? I'm good. <laughs> You know, stealing is a skill. You gotta hone your skill. They young. Uh, uh, they motor skills ain't that good at, when they little. You know what I'm saying? You gotta let them build I'm up to it. That's like that Tyler Prabhu today. I told your butt not to get caught. Like, no, you should have told her not to do it. <laughs> and that's the conversation that I one of my son, my my baby boy, um, him and one of his little homeboys they got into some trouble a couple of years ago. And um the mom, the other little boy's mom, wasn't mad that the little dude had got in trouble. She cussed the little boy out that he got caught. There was never a conversation of, I'm disappointed in you for doing X, Y, and Z. She cussed that baby out because he got caught doing what he did. I, I, I kind of want to ask what happened, but we, we, I'll ask off camera. Yeah, ask off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. We ain't got time. We, ain't got we time. don't incriminate nobody. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> oh, man. One of the other things said, number 15, of course, I'm skipping all through this, y'all. I might put the link in the chat if y'all want to go back. Um, but one number 15 said, lack of trust. You do not allow your child to make decisions because you are sure they will be, they will be the wrong decisions. Oof. Henceforth, you don't even give them the choice. Let me go ahead and put the shoe on. 
Facts. I just talked about that. <laughs> Facts. Pull that boot all the way up there to my chin. All the way up. <laughs> just talked about that. Just talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I let my kids make their own decisions, but I also want to know why did you make that decision? Because mm. then maybe if I can, if we can talk through why you felt like that was the best decision for you to make, I can give you some input that might possibly change your mind but it's all about communication i gotta communicate i can't just sit there right. and call you all types of dumb asses because you made this decision right. but i can't okay malachi so this is you're deciding to do this why why is that what you want to do right 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 mm. Number 16 is, is, is stepping all over me, Chad, so don't feel bad. Not giving your time. It says you are always too busy to talk or play with your child or just have no interest to do these things. Being glued to your phone screen while your child is talking, which I'm not glued to my phone screen. That's not that's not a point of me. But I do get caught up in work and striving to provide and making sure that my family is good and, you know, you know th things of that nature that I forget that sometimes I need to take step away and just be with the family. Mm -hmm. I do that. We all, all do that. Day. Listen, even though I, I would try to make it to every game, sometimes we will be in the car and they will be talking to me and I'm over there on my work phone scrolling through like, mm-hmm, 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 like barely listening. See? Mm -hmm. <laughs> barely listening. So I, I get it. And it's, it's sometimes I done got better where now I, I leave my phone in the car. Um, the job that I had previous to this, well, previous, previous, where I had a work phone, I would leave my phone at work on the weekends. I would just leave it locked up in my desk because I knew if I brought it home with me and somebody called or texted me, I was going to respond and mm -hmm. I was going to try to work on it. I don't do that anymore. I, I done learned how to shut down at five o'clock. That's self-care. It's yeah, so hard, but it is. And I'm I'm gonna always do that now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna work at the hours. I refuse. I refuse. Mm. Mm. For me, it ain't even just work related. I put myself in a lot of things. Period. Yeah, and you I'm do. Sure, I'm sure Chris is watching. He could co-sign on this, but I am like everywhere all the time. If it ain't work, and I tell you in the heart, side hustle. If it ain't side hustle, it's church. I'm doing four, five, eight, nine, eleven jobs at church alone. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's hard for me. I'm always trying to be like the best I can be in so many areas that I lack giving it to my family. I mean, it's I tell you that in a heartbeat. Man, I don't say you lack being in the family, but I tell you that sometimes <laughs> it's okay being no, saying no. It's okay. Right, say right. no. Boundaries. Put right. those boundaries in place for your self care. But you then can't she will also offer her services. That's I the do. thing. She will offer her services. Yeah, I do. I do. I'll be like, oh, you need help with that? I got it. <laughs> no, good one. I ain't had time to do A, B, and C. <laughs> but I'm giving D, F, and G. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do, I do. Sam done said the whole word on here. He said, an apple cannot produce an orange. Mm. Facts. But you Facts. know what, King? A concrete can create a rose. This <laughs> she just tickles the shit out of herself. <laughs> no, y'all like, like never heard. Talk I have roast the roof for the concrete. That was my. I love that book, and I lost it. Somebody stole it. If anybody wants to 
um, if there's any suitors out there that want to show that they are in like or lust and love with me, you can send me the rose that grew from the concrete. Oh my God. Well, I don't know what's funny. Are you a, a, a merry face? I swear it's hilarious. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm so done. Going on to the next comment. I'm not. Chris said, what about gang related situations where the parent can't stop it? Um, can they do? Chris, I'm not sure into what that was in reference to, but if you would like to hop in my inbox or shoot me a message, I will gladly try to help you with some of that. Um, because like I said, I do work with some, a lot of kids that are DJJ. Um, unfortunately, gang related situations, I guess it would just depend on what it is you're asking. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. Most of the time these kids are getting in games, it could be numerous reasons. Maybe they're not feeling supported at home. Maybe it's mm -hmm. a protection situation. It's so many different things in that. So I can't wrong really, place, wrong time. yeah, I can't really answer that because I don't know what the question was in reference to. Right. So I can say that, um, y'all, my kids want to be hood so bad. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not here to sugarcoat shit. Oh, okay. so my kids, they they want to be gangsters so bad. And I'd be like, y'all live in the suburbs. However, growing up, I did grow up in an environment that wasn't too uh, good at times. And I have seen the whole gang life and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. My youngest, he, the, a, a couple of weeks ago, he had said something about, um, that he was in a Vargo gang, which is a Virgo. Virgos are not gang. That's a horoscope. Bye. But whatever. So, <laughs> so I took the moment to have a whole discussion about why do you why why are you so stressed about being in a gang and all this kind of stuff. So it's something that he heard at school and gangs are cool and all this kind of stuff. So I had to. I'm sitting in the car talking to my eight year old, and I was like, "Do you know?" That in order to get into a game, a whole bunch of people have to jump on you and beat you up in order mm. for you to get in the game. And I was like, and then whenever you decide that you want to grow up and you no longer want to be in the game, guess what's going to happen? They have to either beat you out or either you die. It's one or the other. Mm. Is that something that you really want to do? And I guess I, my sometimes, oh, go ahead. No, well, I was gonna say sometimes you just have to be. Honest with them and let them know, like th you're gonna get your ass whooped. In order to be a part of this, they are going to beat the shit out of you. But even then, sometimes that's not enough to discourage kids from being. That's in true. Game. It ain't. That's not. I guess my my thing of is, and I haven't been in a situation yet, so I don't know. But I guess my question for that would be. If your child feels like they have to, I mean, okay, if you live in a location where that's all that's around, that's one thing. I mean, you know, surroundings, atmosphere, neighborhood, all of that takes on effect. But sometimes these kids can be from the suburbs and want to be from a game. I mean, want to be in a game. So I guess my question is, what are you trying to get from them that you're not getting from your house? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. I'm gonna ask Biscuit that next week or tomorrow. <laughs> I said next week. <laughs> like we you on the podcast. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I might be. <laughs> just, just from a lot of the outside of what we see, of course, I haven't been in it, so I don't know. But a lot of what I see from the look outside looking in is that they go into these games or these groups or whatever is because they're not getting something from somewhere else. 
Mm-hmm. So and supplementing. It's really just a matter of being cool. They're looking for acceptance, the, right? The ideal means- age to start recruiting kids for a gang is in, you know, preteens, teens, because this is the age where you're trying to figure out who you are, who you are. Mm-hmm. You're trying, you're looking for your tribe. You're looking for your group of people. And if you, if there's not a good solid foundation there, then your kid can easily get swooped up in a gang and not even really they know, but they don't really know how serious it is until they're already in this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. And sometimes we have to say as parents that no matter what I've done, they would have made this decision as well. Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes we too hard on ourselves. We, we done everything we could. We showed them everything we could. We blah, blah, blah. And they still turn out this way. Sometimes it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just going to happen. Like, so you just have to work within that. So sometimes we do need to be accountable and be hard on ourselves, but sometimes we also need to understand that people are going to be people. People are going to be true. people, and no matter how much you try to parent your kid, it's going to be your 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 child is a person, right? They're people, right. and they're going to do exactly what it is that they want to do. It's some things that my oldest son has done that I feel like are deplorable, and I have to remind myself I really didn't raise him to be like that. This is a choice that he's making. Right. Right. And I have to absolve myself from that. When I was out here being a hoe, I'm pretty sure my mama was like, that is not how I raised her. Come on. Log off. Wrap it up. Let's go. It's a wrap. Wrap I'm done with her. Oh my God. I'm going to the comments. I know I miss it. I think Mary already acknowledges, but do as I say, not as I do, is what the reference was to. So he was Oh, about the, the gang about. situation. Well, Chris, yeah. I, I'm going to send you my address. I'll send it to you. You know what? I'm just <laughs> need to hear it there. Um, Kent, I'm guessing I'm saying you know, it said, I'm from the west side of Chicago and gang life was just reality. Yet in various other places, it's only about being popular and cool. Mm-hmm. But it's not cool, oh, though. But in some places, it, it is cool. You want to die for popularity? I don't want to die for popularity. And that's what I mean about they don't. Okay, so you think about we're going to talk about Lil Wayne. (coughs) So, Wu Gang, Blood, Whoop de Whoop, yada yada. Been claiming Mm. this gang since I can for, you know, not as long as I can remember him, but for a lot of years. And so at one point in time, that's what a lot of the kids felt like was the thing to do. It's, it's, it is popular and cool in some places to, you know, or if you think about Chastity, if you think about um, the way that music and media and stuff is putting out, you know, these dudes that are rapping are putting out, you know, the gang life, then the kids are feeling like that that's what they need to do is drill music and all of this other kind of stuff. Like it's the stuff that we had to endure growing up is, is real different right. than, than for these kids. Right. And also, I just, um, even though people will say, gang life is not cool, in some people's eyes, it is cool. And yeah. I mean, and it's like just little things. You're like, ooh, I want to do that. Ooh, I wouldn't be able to throw up the, the signs. A whole lot of people was crit walking as, as a dance, but it's, it wasn't was a me. dance. See? And then you, you sitting up there, semi throwing up the hands. So in, in in your mind, it was cool or whatever. But then you can also say the same thing about people that want to join fraternities and sororities. Like, mm. it's cool. Mm. It's a rite of passage. Mm. And 
and and people don't want to even though soror sororities and fraternities they don't necessarily go out and kill people and all this kind of stuff supposedly um <laughs> i'm done <laughs> <laughs> but there are things there are a lot of groups in in the community that people Ooh. join because they think it's cool oh i'm sorry i'm looking at sound Ooh, comment yes that religion that thing touched me well hold on we're gonna go back up so kent says in the 90s crips in the 90s crips were hot now little wayne game yg young thug and so many more make a being a blood cool so they are growing for real for real that's mm -hmm. fact mm -hmm. that's fact sam says some people look at religion as a game and that's true whole word that's a whole word that is a whole word oh my god well we are way past time y'all uh we had an hour and 34 minutes but it's been so dang good i do want to leave out on the thing that mary sent because i know we was going to touch it but i want to leave out on it um, somebody posted and it says, my only goal is to raise children who still like me, love me, and want to be around me as adults. Who pick up the phone, call me, checks on me, and makes time for me. Imagine raising children who couldn't wait to leave you or who intentionally stay away from you. Oh. There'd be no one to blame but you. That's why it's so important to respect your children, allow them to be themselves, speak life into them, pray for them, apologize when you need to, and be mindful of the words that come out of your mouth. Because in the end... It's not about what your intentions were. It's about how you made them feel. Oh, heal man. so you can raise your children who don't have to heal. There's no way to be a perfect parent, but a million ways to be a good one. Amen. Yes, Dashnay Coleman. Wherever you oh, are. Word. That's oh, the word. Oh. That sum it up real good if you ask me. Yeah, yeah perfectly. Real good. Yeah. Real good. That's the perfect ending to it. Ooh, well, thank y'all. This topic has been amazing. We already knew when we had Mary Jane on, it was going to be great. But thank y'all so much. This has been an amazing discussion. If you haven't so so if you haven't done so far, please like this, share, uh, comment as you watch it later. Um, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to us on YouTube, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. We're trying to spread the word of occasionally posh. We're trying to spread the word of you know, black women power and all that. So <laughs> please make sure to support if you can. Um, If you have any topics you want to discuss, if you know a good guest that could be on, if you could be a good guest, you can either inbox me or chat to be, or you can email us at occasionallyposh at gmail.com. And then you can also bless us with a monetary gift because doing this ain't free. At cash out, well, at money we're trying sign, to build a mini studio. We're trying to build no, a studio, people. You know, I'm trying to be in the studio. When my man be like, "Where was you at all night?" Be like, I was in the studio. You know what I'm saying, son? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't. I can't. We can't never just end, right? We can't. It never just end. It's always some bullshit. He never. He never. I was, I'm a, I was shooting dice and I was losing. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Just to acknowledge these last two comments, Kent said I was almost killed to get out, but I had to do what was needed to get out of prison. Great shows, Queens. I'll be on next time. Please. Thank you. Thank Please, you, we, we want you on. And then Sam said, what is Mary J office information so she can get my blue cross and blue shield? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I will send you the information. Because I, I also need you to send me your work email. Yeah, per today. 
<laughs> but anywho we're gonna get off of here thank you guys so much for tuning in we see y'all next week we're gonna have another lady on next week so tune in for our women's month edition of a casey pod we thank y'all so much thank you and bye-bye bye, bye. bye.